0: You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Back pain can greatly impact both your physical and mental health, and it affects millions of people worldwide each year. At Prevea Health, we're partnered with Neuroscience Group to provide patients in Green Bay and Sheboygan access to physicians who are highly skilled in the treatment of back pain. This includes Dr. Randall Johnson, who we are pleased to welcome for this episode. Welcome, Dr. Johnson.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: So being on the front lines of all of this, um, tell us how much impact does back pain have on a person's quality of life?
1: That, that's a very interesting question, and it, it, there's a lot of depths of answer to that question, but back pain in a nutshell is huge. Your back is, is where your body lives. It's the support for your internal organs, the support for the rest of your spine, head and neck, and it's attached to your hips, it moves you through the world, so that you really cannot underestimate the importance of your core, core fitness, and your back.
0: And it can be pretty painful. I mean, not just limiting in in what you can do, but the actual pain of back pain can be very intense.
1: Absolutely. There's more than one kind of back pain. And and, uh, the worst back pains, uh, patients will say, threw me to the ground, knocked me down, couldn't get up, couldn't function. It was literally hours before I could move. And yet there are other kinds of back pain that are a constant. Nagging that just wears on you all day long. It takes a little bit of out of every hour
0: So what would you say are the common the most common types of back pain that you see?
1: That's a great question. And I would say the garden variety back pain that that we see people for and that people complain of every day is aching, arthritic, stiffness, tightness in their back, and uh, that uh, is not the most common need for surgery, but it is certainly the most common Kind of back pain that people experience
0: and what are the most common things that are causing this back pain is it age is it the way that we're moving or not moving
1: uh, well all of the above <laughs> i think honestly there's a lot of genetics to back pain if you talk to one of my patients almost everyone can point to a mom dad and uncle or, or all of the above that experience back pain we don't really know what the genes are yet i'd like to know that myself but uh, when you ask enough people, they, they all can point to somebody in their family. They probably inherited genes. On the other hand, what you do to your body throughout the day and how you live is a major determinant of, of how that back pain expresses itself and how it affects your life. And uh, I'll be honest, the people I see that have the most atrocious back and neck problems are, are athletes, professional athletes, or people that started high-impact sports, as a child and that wears on your back year after year. So degenerative in a nutshell, wearing out of your spine, wearing out of the discs and the joints and the alignment of your spine is a, a major cause of back pain.
0: I can imagine some lines of work as well where it's that repetitive movement Absolutely. for years and years. Absolutely,
1: and it, it works a little bit both ways because some jobs that are very sedentary allow you to not treat your body very well and not get the proper diet, core fitness, and exercise to maintain uh, core strength and uh, and avoid back pain. And there definitely are other jobs. Welders, machinists, people that are climbing up and down all day long that have a very spine impactful job.
0: How do you know when it's time to see the doctor?
1: Well, most of my patients when they walk in the door they say, I came to see you because I can't take it anymore. Mm. And I think it doesn't matter. There's a lot of different kinds of providers that treat back pain. I don't think it matters so much, and that's one of our philosophies at neuroscience. It doesn't matter so much who you see first. Sometimes you gotta see the surgeon. If there's numbness and weakness, I certainly would recommend seeing the surgeon. If it's aching pain and you've done all the usual, ibuprofen, ice, heat, rest, it might not be a surgical problem at the start, but no problem seeing the surgeon. We're always gonna wanna get a a picture and get your next step to to the right provider.
0: Are there any risks involved in continuously putting it off and not going to the doctor?
1: There are risks to nerve damage. Your spine is housed not only to stabilize your body and allow it to move through space in, a, in an organized fashion, your spine is made to protect the nerves. The nerves that go to your organs as well as the nerves that go to your muscles and your bones and joints that keep you moving. Um, if there's a problem with the spine that impacts on the spinal cord or on the nerves, you'll know it by numbness, weakness, loss of balance, sometimes in combination with loss of bowel and bladder control. those would be serious things you'd want to seek medical attention soon.
0: So can you finish this finish this sentence The longer you wait.
1: The longer you wait sometimes, the more complicated things can be in order to treat it. I don't, I don't think there are too many things that we see nowadays with modern medicine and the good training that we have that we can't address or fix at some point. But it does come at a cost. Once you become numb, it's hard to get rid of the numbness. Once you get muscle atrophy, it's almost impossible to get enough nerve regrowth to reinnervate the muscle, rebuild the strength. So sometimes people are left with serious deficits way too long.
0: Can you talk about the different ways – available to treat back pain
1: absolutely Uh, we usually start uh, given an absence of other serious red flag things numbness weakness risk of paralysis we start with simple non-surgical more hands-on type approaches with physical therapy chiropractic sometimes acupuncture there are different medications anti-inflammatories for instance that can help with back pain and other anti-inflammatory treatments ice heating pads. So a lot of ways that we can manage pain for quite some time for most people without needing surgery.
0: Is there a typical path that's followed to treat back pain or is every case different?
1: Well we like to think of people as all individual and try to tailor the treatment quite a lot in terms of how they're able to function and what they're able to do. But in general the path would be trying to avoid surgery in the ways that I just mentioned. The next steps when those are failing are usually imaging x-rays, sometimes an MRI scan, and then a referral to physical therapy. Failing that, we also have non-surgical pain providers that will try to place injections at different pain generator spots in the spine, disc, joint, on a nerve, epidural steroid, for instance. And um, failing that, sometimes uh, surgery is still a, a viable option depending a lot on what the MRI scan shows.
0: What are some of the proactive steps that we can all take to try and avoid back conditions and injuries?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I think there's two different facets to that. One is healthy living, uh, trying to maintain regular activity, regular exercise, core fitness, all the things that, that provide structural support around your spine, the muscles of your belly wall and the muscles of your back. Um, diet plays a lot into that. Um, we uh, have a lot of temptations that are out there. I just came from Sarah's Gelato, honest to God. Oh, good for you. What my, flavor did that you was get? That was my nutritious lunch for the what day. What
0: flavor did you get?
1: I had a combination of espresso bean oh, and peanut butter, and good. it was it was outstanding.
0: Good for you. So even neurosurgeons small have cheat amounts, days.
1: Small amounts, okay. and not often. <laughs> Regular exercise. Yeah, believe me, I'm going to pay for that one tonight.
0: <laughs> and, um, you know, you mentioned, too, you know how, how athletes or people in a certain job fields, right, are, can be more prone to, mm-hmm. to back injuries and conditions. Yep. Is there any advice there, or does that just come with the territory sometimes? No, I'm, I'm
1: sure there's a ton of advice there. I mean, look, the treatment of back pain really is an encyclopedia of knowledge. I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon, which I explain to my patients is kind of one chapter, in one volume of that entire set of encyclopedias. There's a whole world of, of pain treatment and pain management. I, when I think of an athlete, and I think of somebody with a stressful job, I think of being prepared properly for your day and what you're going to do. Athletes train, they stay fit, and they also exercise and limber up before they do things. I think we work hard in our job, and then we go out on the weekend without thinking about what we're doing. We're more of the weekend warrior types. A lot of people get into trouble doing things they just weren't ready for on the weekend because they didn't prepare all week with their their body training.
0: It has to be really rewarding when you can help a patient to eliminate that pain or at least reduce it and and get Mm -hmm. them to a better quality of life.
1: Absolutely. It's It's incredibly gratifying. And and we see some patients that have serious deficits and, and we see them get better when we do the right thing for their spine. It's, it's extremely rewarding.
0: We are so grateful for you for being here today. Is there anything else you want to address when it comes to back pain?
1: Uh, that's a great question. And I, I would say uh, one of the best pieces of advice I give to people routinely as a surgeon is that if you're not sure that launching into spinal fusion and a big back operation is the right thing at this time for you, there's a lot of options out there to try to avoid that. And when it does come to the right time, I think it's really important to see somebody that you or your friends or family have respected over time. Because I mean, honestly, there's a lot of parts to the spine, it's very complicated. And there are very invasive ways to take care of it that are sometimes the right thing to do. And there are less invasive, minimally invasive types of surgeries that sometimes are a better option for what you might have. So get advice, sometimes seeking a second opinion and uh, I have a full confidence in all our providers at neuroscience, I think we have a great team.
0: Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for joining us. And to our listeners, if you would like to learn more about the surgical treatment options for back pain, we encourage you to listen to our other episode of Plug Into Health. That is featuring Dr. Andrew Green, a colleague of Dr. Randall Johnson here. That is titled, Back Pain, When It Might Be Time for Surgery. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit proveacom slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Praveya Health.